We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are live, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Saturday edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. That gentleman you see next to me with the good luck cow hat back on, by the way, is the one and only Jeffrey Goodman. My name is Rob Doster. I, I'm back in the green, baby. 4 1 last night, Goodman. 4 and 1. It's about time, man. It is about time. I, I went 4 0 actually last night after uh, I'd had like an up and down week and, uh, Makes me feel good going into today because Saturdays have not been my best days. I'll be in full disclosure, but I, I'm not going to make 22 picks today. I'm not. I'm going to go single digits, at least on this stream, and then who knows what happens after that. Yeah, the good news is you have money to lose now because you won, you won yesterday. There you go. <laughs> you have money to lose. I, I'll right. tell you what, man, I needed that confidence boost so badly. I was struggling, dude. Oh, you totally did. I you was totally struggling. Yeah. Um, all right, before we get into today's slate because it's loaded and we have a lot that we're going to have to get through, um, I do want to talk about Iowa, Illinois last night. Uh, that is the highest rated thrill score. For any game in Ken Palm's database for this season, <laughs> Ken Palm was so thrilled by that game last night, and it lived up to it. I mean, that was a fun basketball game. I, I told my wife that I, when I when I told her I had to watch the game at nine o'clock on a Friday <laughs> night. She was like, you know, there's not much on a Friday night. We'll watch a show or something. I said, yeah, but this one has the highest thrill score. I tried to explain it to her what the <laughs> hell thrill score was. So after the game, I came upstairs at like eleven fifteen, and she's like, well, like, how was it? Did it live up to it? You know, and I said, well, one to ten, I'd probably give it an eight and a half on, on the thrill score. I'm not sure I'd give it a ten, but it was a, it was a good game. It was fun, especially early. Neither team could miss early. And then Luca, listen, he got in foul trouble. He slowed down. They stopped getting him the ball uh, a little bit in the second part of the first half. And um, Trent Frazier was really the difference. I mean, he was the difference last night. He was terrific. And, and if Trent Frazier can play – even close to that, uh, Illinois is a completely different team with with Io and, and Trent Frazier both, uh, you know, doing what they do. I mean, they just they need other guys making shots, and yeah. whether that's Trent yeah. Frazier yeah. or Adam Miller or this Granderson kid they got, yeah. or Demonte, like they need somebody making shots to create space because, like, their whole offense is all right. Let's get Io going to his right, get him downhill, get him driving to the basket. Let's get Kofi Coburn touches in the paint. And none of that stuff works unless there's space. You got to be able to have space, and the way to make space is uh, is to be able to have guys um, make shots. I mean, that's really just. I think it really is just that simple. Um, yeah, I mean, Trent Frazier was awesome. 
Uh, Io made some big shots. Jacob Granderson hit a huge three down the stretch. Yep. Uh, Andre Corbello. Um, I, I'm going to yeah. just go. I think his nickname needs to be too much. Because, like, he's one of those guys where when when a play comes off, it's unbelievable. And you're like, holy shit, that dude is awesome. How does he see that? And then, like, 50% of the time, second, like, you're like, the five dude. Second dude. Even. even the yeah. five-second call at the end, it's like, come on, man. Like, really? Yeah. It's like, dude, you're doing, you're a doing simple too pass. much. You're doing too much. You're doing too well, much. He's always going for the home run ball. That, that's yeah, it's good. You don't want to you don't want to take that aggressiveness away from him. But it's also like as he's he gets, got some Mac McClung, totally different players, but he's got some Mac McClung in him in a way, right? The flash, the sizzle, the the hitting the home run. You know, sometimes he looks like a, a high IQ player, and other times he, he looks like he's never played basketball. The the sizzle define sizzle for me. <laughs> the sizzle, the sizzle, I don't know. the sizzle, the sizzle. Uh, all right, so the only other thing that I do want to mention is that um, Iowa was without C.J. Frederick, right. uh, but it allowed them to put Keegan Murray into the starting lineup. Um, and yeah, you like I, that? I honestly think that they need – like Keegan Murray to me is kind of like the the piece that makes Iowa like work in Iowa an actual Different. final contender. Yeah. he's he Look, he makes shots, so you're not losing any of that floor spacing with him. Um, he's the best defender that they have. He's the best athlete that they have. I just think that they need him on the floor, man. He brings something that no one else brings. And um, I don't know if necessarily dropping C.J. Frederick is the right answer for who you got to lose, but I just think they need Keegan Murray to play 30 minutes. And, look, to be honest, I know that Iowa lost. I'm not worried. If I'm an Iowa fan, or I'm like, no. you make jokes about the the Fran fade. and blah, You're blah, right blah, blah. there. You're right there on the road in Champaign against the top 25 yeah. without C.J. Frederick. Well, so. actually, so so we actually had a question about that today. Brandon Wildman wants to know, and he wants your logic for yep. why Kansas is 10th, Minnesota is 16th, and Illinois is 21st. He wants you to judge. This is not me. This is the people demanding. The people only demanding. responsible. For your your, uh, your, well, your elections in the top twenty five, so. I mean it's easy because if you look at Kansas's wins, um, they've got they've got solid wins and, and their quality of their losses. Um, to me, again, you've got to look at it. it's not one game or one streak as you and I have talked about. It's not just based on what you've done in the last week or so. Unlike what you do with Kentucky, again, we're not going to get back into this, but. Um, you know, if Kentucky wins three in a row, you put them in, in the top 10. But um, ultimately, it's the overall body of work for me. You can't discount what Kansas did earlier in the season, you know, by beating Creighton. Creighton's still a top 20 team. Um, you know, the losses at, you know, at, well, Gonzaga neutral, Texas at home. They got blown out on that one, but it's still a top five team at Oklahoma State top 20 team at Baylor, obviously no shame at Oklahoma, top 20 team. All five of their losses are, are, are quality losses. They are, they've no bad losses and they did beat Texas tech in Lubbock. They beat Creighton and they beat Oklahoma at, at home. Those are three good wins. Now, again, I'll look at, I'll, I'll take a quick look and then we'll move on uh, to, to the Illini. Uh, the Illini have wins their wins are Duke on the road. Duke's not even a tournament team today. We agree on that, Rob. They're not even a tournament team today. Maybe they're right there in the bubble. Yeah, I, I mean, 
it's so hard to figure out what's going to be a tournament team. But like, if I if you were if the tournament started today, yeah. and you made me bet my life on it, I would probably bet on Duke getting in. Yeah, because, I mean, because they're Duke. I agree. It's Duke. They're, they're probably getting to the tournament. Could be. There are other, there are other who, who, who are we kidding? It's Duke. Minnesota, Minnesota at home. I mean, again, Minnesota at home. Okay. I mean, everybody beats Minnesota at home, don't don't they? Um, Purdue at home. Purdue's, you know, a fringe tournament team right now. Indiana at home, fringe tournament team. Those are your best wins. Your losses are of the quality variety. Bing! There it is. So let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Right now, on a neutral floor, right, on a neutral court, Kansas and Illinois are playing. There's no spread. You're just betting straight up who wins. Who are you taking on a neutral court? Kansas and Illinois? Yeah. Kansas. I'll take Kansas. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're a better overall team. They're older. Um, this is, you know what this is? This is you just digging in your heels. I'm going to make you have to admit that Kansas is a top 10 team. I'm going to make you. I'm going to drive you so crazy with this because your whole take <laughs> is Kansas stinks. Right. I don't like Kansas. That's the worst part of this is I don't like Kansas. But I feel like, again, look at, look at the losses for Illinois. They lost, again, at neutral Baylor, fine. At Missouri, fine. At Rutgers, fine. I'll give you that one. Maryland at home, not okay. Ohio State at home, okay. Yeah, like, but but it's completely justifiable to lose at home by 25 against Texas. You're still a top 10 team when you lose at home by 25 to Texas. Texas anyway, uh, I just want to give a one. We, we can go into Saturday slate. Let's but let's I do want to give a shout-out to Deshaun Butler, who said, not a tournament team in the comments. I have no idea who he's talking about, what he's talking about, he's talking about Kansas. Uh, where he's talking about, but he just said not a tournament team. Holy so I'm going to go ahead and assume that that's uh, West Virginia All-American Deshaun Butler in the comments saying yeah. that uh, Kansas is not a tournament team. He's been drinking early. A little bit early, little bit early for the beers. A little bit early ball. to get started on a Saturday day. A little bit early for the beers and ball live stream, Deshaun. <laughs> Come on, get it together, buddy. Get it together. All right, let's talk about today's slate. Uh, we got some fun games. Um, the one that I am the most interested in, at least from a gambling perspective, uh, is Alabama at Oklahoma. Right now, Alabama is laying a point. Uh, that total is 154, the last that I checked. Jeffrey, what do you like there? And you better you better like what I like here, because if you well, don't, then I think we're going to have to cut off this live stream. I really like Oklahoma, <sighs> except I've, I've just got some intel that Oklahoma may be short somebody. I'm not sure who, so I'm looking into it, but, you know, when we went through recently the Oklahoma home and road uh, disparity of everybody, the top teams in the country, Oklahoma ranked number three behind um, it was it was Colorado and Louisiana Tech. I think were one and two. Oklahoma's record um, in in games at the Noble Center under Lon Kruger is one eighteen and thirty. Um, in non-conference play, they're fifty-seven and five. Robert, fifty-seven and five at home against non-conference teams. I don't want to mess with that shit. And I think Alabama's coming in thinking, "All right, we're the shit now. We are the shit." And Oklahoma's done a good job the last four games. They've beaten what Kansas and uh, who else did they just beat? Yeah, but look, let's put that into context. This is why this is why I think it's the perfect sell high spot for on Oklahoma. Yeah, one. They won at Texas on the road, which looks great because it's a top 10 win. Texas didn't have Jericho Sims. Texas didn't have Courtney Ramey. Texas didn't have Shaka Smart, right? Two, 
They beat Kansas at home. Yes, look, that's a, that's that's a solid win. You beat a you beat a huge name program. Uh, Kansas also snapped a three game losing streak by struggling to put away TCU. They scored 18 points in the first half against TCU. So to me, this is the perfect sell high spot on Oklahoma. Uh, and the one factor that stands out more than anything else to me, and I guarantee that you have no idea that this is true, uh, Oklahoma struggles, really struggles guarding the three-point line. Um, they well, they haven't the last four games. They allow they opponents to shoot 36%. They've done a good job. They've look done at, a good job. Here's look at who they're playing. Today. A lot of that has I'm, to do with I'm opponents. taking this today. I'm taking this today, Robert, and I'm throwing it away, baby. All right. I'm throwing it away. Sooners are winning today. They're pulling the upset over the Crimson Tide. You heard it here first. All right. So um, you have one loss on the day that's guaranteed right there. That's your first loss. <laughs> that's your first loss. At, at noon. At noon. At noon. You're, you're telling me I'm going to start out really, really poorly. Okay. Yeah. The other uh, the other noon tip that I really, really like is yeah, – I'm not – I can't do yeah, I was going to say, what's going on over there? Um, the other new tip that I really like is Clemson at Duke. Uh, we've been fading Duke all season long. Um, I don't think that because Duke covered by one point in a game where they kind of had like a, a really weird finish. You know, yeah. Georgia Tech was winning with like a minute 30 left in the game or something like that. Yeah, they were. They were. So that was, that was a weird finish. I'm going to get back on the fade Duke bandwagon. As uncomfortable as it is, I'm going to be on Clemson. Uh, I got it at five and a half. I think that line is down to five. I got Duke at five. I like the Blue Devils here. I think they're going to start to, to feel good about themselves. I'm going anti-Doster early today. At noon, anti-Doster. We'll see. All right, what else you got? What else you got? There's uh... Providence. I love the Friars. I, I absolutely, do we agree on this one? Yeah, uh, that's that's one of my favorite bets of the day. So we can kind of get into it. There was a uh, there's four teams today that are coming back from pauses that were more than two weeks. Yeah, uh, Georgetown has not played since January 9th, and they are only um, they're only getting four at home against Providence. Uh, I would like Providence minus four at Georgetown if Georgetown had played yesterday. <laughs> so, <laughs> Double header. If they yeah. had played what, whatever it is, if Providence had played three games yesterday. I would I would still take them uh, against Georgetown yeah. today. So I, I, I always I think they're three and eight. They're one and five in league play. The Providence needs this game. Like they can't afford if they want to put themselves in the at large equation. And remember Providence a year ago, they weren't great early, and then second half they were about as hot as any team in the country. So Cooley's going to find a way to push the right buttons. He's got the best, uh, one of the best guards in the country. We've been through this in David Duke. He's got one of the best bigs in the country in Nate Watson. And my guess is most people can't even name a player on the Georgetown Hoyas this year. Jamarco Pickett. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, and, and um, player's been good. They've got decent players, but let, let's face it. Um, I, I'd be Listen, maybe it'll shock me. Maybe Georgetown will win this game. I would be very, very surprised because I think David Duke is the type of guy. They're, they're not going to. They're not going to take it easy in this one. They know what this game means. Yeah. Um, the other one of the Big East that is worth looking at is uh, Xavier's coming off of a 20-day layoff. Um, they are playing, I believe that's at Butler. Yeah. Uh, and they are laying a point. I'm going to stay away from Butler in this one. I don't love I, – I, I understand the spot if you want to bet on Butler, but only one point at home. Butler I don't think is very good. Uh, the two other games that you need to be aware of for this is Canisius has not played since January 2nd. They are playing at home against uh, Quinnipiac. That line is currently Quinnipiac plus two and a half. 
The money line is plus 125. I already took Quinnipiac on the money line. And then the other one is Elon has not played since January 3rd. Uh, Delaware is laying six at home against Elon. I have already bet on Delaware minus six. So those are the four games where you can kind of. I got one more for you. I got one more for you on that. For for a lay really like. Uh, I really like UNH against Binghamton. Binghamton's on a 13-day layoff. They've only won one game this season. UNH has really played well. They're given six and a half. Uh, I, I really like uh, Billy Harrion in this one and, and, uh, and UNH. The other one I kind of like, not as much, but I like Merrimack uh, getting four at Wagner. Wagner's coming off a pause as well. Um, uh, my other high major that I like, Purdue against Minnesota. Purdue's favored by, I got it at uh, two and a half. We know Minnesota on the road. They can't, you know, they, they actually got a good road win recently, but ultimately Minnesota is not, they're not very good on the road. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Jay Ortiz, by the way. Joey Ortiz just said two early L's for Jeffrey. So, yes. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we, we can compare our records. Hey, hey, we, we ride it out together, Jay. We ride it, ride it out you together. You want to compare records? I'm, I'm more than willing to, uh, to to show my record. Hey, again. I'm not worried about the past. I'm looking in the future. <laughs> yeah, very true. Very true. What's, what's that Bob Huggins quote? Uh, he's like, I got – do you remember that? He's He, he always tells the story. He's like, I, I was walking down the road one day, and some guy picked me up in a truck, and I got in the truck, and the guy didn't have a rearview mirror. And he said, why don't you have a rearview mirror? And the guy said, I'm only looking forward. That's me right now, baby. <laughs> no rearview mirrors in this truck, Bob right. Huggins. Uh, right, so I like Purdue. I like Purdue in this one. Uh, Minnesota's lost uh, three of its last four. And, again, they're just – they're not they're not very good on the road. We know that. Um, so, you know, West Lafayette, even without the fans. I, I like Purdue. I like this Purdue team. I think they're going to come on. I think they're going to make the tournament. Um so I, I like the Boilermakers here. After that, it gets a little interesting. I have two, I have two more that I really like. All right, go ahead. What do you got? Um, hold on. Let me just figure finish this tweet. Breaking down the high majors now. Boom. Let's go. Uh, so the first one is um, Florida State at Georgia Tech. I just I, I'm I'm riding that Florida State wave. I think that they are kind of undervalued in the market. People don't realize how good this team is. Yeah. Uh, I still think that they are the best team in the ACC. Uh, and Georgia Tech, like, look, I, I, I get it. Georgia Tech is good. They're better than I think anybody really expected them to be. But give me the Seminoles in this spot. Four points is not enough. Um, and the other one. Go ahead. Stanford getting two points at Arizona State. I, I'm all in on, on fading Arizona State. Uh, Stanford, I think that, like I mentioned, really good defensively still. Still have Oscar Da Silva. Yeah. And I would argue that they're probably still better coached. Um, I know they're not going to have a lot of those guys for, for today's game, yeah. but I, I'm I'm on the Stanford bandwagon. We're fading Arizona State. So let's, <laughs> when those powers unite, boom, you got yourself a bet. So let's go, Stanford. I mean, this is I a good money on that one, by the way. We haven't talked about this overall, but but what makes this a very interesting day is the Big 12, uh, Big 12 uh, SEC Challenge, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that – you know, Alabama, Oklahoma, you got Florida, West Virginia, you got Texas Tech, LSU, you got Auburn, Baylor. Like, I, tell me that's not the game you're most excited to watch. It, it is. It's also the one where I have the least amount of feel for which side I want to be on. Agreed. Like, I don't. I, I want no part of betting that game. I'm going to watch every single second of it on the main TV. Like, I, I'm really excited to see Sharif Cooper go up against them. Yeah. But here's, here's my thing about betting on them, right? In theory, 
a team as good as Auburn has been, where they had such a big addition midway through the season, so like the metrics haven't really caught up season long in terms of how good they are, that's the kind of spot where you really want to bet on the underdog here, right? That said, so much of what Auburn does runs through Sharif Cooper and him being awesome. And we saw what happened in that Arkansas game when when Auburn was up by 19 and blew the lead because all Arkansas did was run and jump him and double him with two guys. I would not be surprised if Scott Drew did something like that. Uh, I would also not be surprised if Davion Mitchell and Jared Butler and Mark Vital and all of these guys and all this switching defense for Baylor completely shut him down. Yeah. Right. Like I, part of the reason I'm so excited to watch this, I wrote a big thing about Sharif Cooper last night, um, is that he's averaging 22 points, 22.3 points, 8.7 assists, and who, five. Who were the other guys? You said there were two other guys. I don't subscribe to your newsletter. I mean, to me, so, you you outpriced me uh, from being able to get the newsletter. I did. I did. Um, so. The two other guys, there's there's only one other player that's averaged 22.3 points, 8.7 assists, and 5.0 boards in Division One since 1992. That's John ja Morant. There's only two others that average, if you take away the rebounds, there's only two others that you add to that conversation. One was Trey Young, yeah. and the other was Kay Felder, right? Um, Kay Felder at Oakland, not necessarily in this conversation, but he still ended up being a, a so only two high player. major guys. Only two high major guys. Only Well, only one high major guy, Trey Young, and Sharif Cooper. Yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, um, but I was I was just curious, like why we have this dude like having a like a, a standout. It's only on been seven games. Yeah, I know. But I was like, why isn't this hype building up? Trey Young was getting that hype within the first two weeks of the season. Remember, like it was there. I was yeah. in Portland when he did it. Yeah, yeah. Was, so in Portland, like, and it blew up. And then John Morant, part of it, like part of it was because he put thirty eight on Alabama, ding, um, and had that ridiculous dunk. But that's like when the the John Morant hype stream started going off. So I was just like. So why isn't Sharif Cooper having the same kind of buzz and getting the same kind of um, attention, right. at least from an NBA draft perspective? And and my take was that there are some very real flaws in what he can be as a player. Like the the shooting isn't there. He doesn't have that elite level burst, that least elite level explosiveness. Um, there's very real questions about what he can be as a defender. And if you're not a great defender and you can allow teams to go underneath ball screens against you, like there, it's very limiting what you can be as a ball screen heavy point guard in the NBA. So I'm very, very interested to see how he does against this guard heavy Baylor team that has a bunch of pros in their backcourt, a bunch of 23 year olds that are going to be pros in their backcourt. So it's going to be fun. Great great test for what Sharif Cooper can end up being in the NBA. And I see it going one of two ways. Like either, they are going to eat him up and Baylor's going to win by 30 or Sharif Cooper is actually that good and Auburn's going to be in this thing till the end. So when I when there's no like middle ground and I don't know whether it's going to be a line high for you like it's a it's a large it, line, 14 and a half. It is. It is, but I like I think it's going to be one of those games where like 2 minutes in we're going to know just how good <laughs> Auburn is or if Baylor's going to completely yeah. overwhelm them. Um, so it's one of those things where like maybe four minutes in, if it's still a little bit close, you can get the live line for whichever way you think it's going to go. But I, I'm, I'm staying, I'm completely staying away pregame because I don't have a feel for how it's going to end up going. If that makes sense. Uh, what about Texas Tech? Hey, the other, the other line that I looked at that I'm like, wow, it's kind of small that I don't know if I want to touch it or not, but it, it, it intrigues me. It's Wisconsin and Penn state. You see that line? Yeah. Four. Yeah. Ken Palm has it at two. Jeez, wow! How is it that that low? Because uh, 
I think Penn State is better than we give them credit for. Maybe. Because, like they stink in the context of the Big Ten. Yeah. But they're probably still like a top 50, top 60 team in the country, right? So that's – I mean, that's what it is. And you're playing at home. Uh, Wisconsin's never going to score a ton of points. I also just don't really like Wisconsin this year. Um, I, think I don't love I don't – again, the line just – that one stuck out to me. It's up to four and a half, so the public is with you. So if yeah. you want to get that, jump on that now. I, I don't. Uh, I don't love it. I mean, again, a lot of these lines scare me a little bit today. So, so let's do this before we get out of here. There's there's basically like four other really big games today we have not even discussed at all yet. Tennessee. Yeah. So let's start. What was Texas, LSU, Kansas, Tennessee, Villanova, Seton Hall, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Arkansas, Oklahoma State. So let's just roll through those. You don't have to make a pick on them, but let's kind of talk to them a little bit. Yeah, Texas Tech, LSU, first one. Texas Tech, LSU. Um, There's zero chance that I will ever bet on a Will Wade team in this spot. So uh, I know that the lines – I think it's creeped up to four, right? What is it? Is it at four? Three and a half. I have three and a half. Yeah, so, I mean, if if I'm going to be on it, I'm going to be on Texas Tech. I don't love it. I think that the value has kind of been bet out of the line, but I – I just don't trust LSU at all, but but also, like you said, you don't trust them, but you you kind of know what they're capable of on their best day, and uh, and Texas Tech is still so Mac McClung reliant that if he has one of his two for fifteen shooting nights, you know LSU wins this game. They win this game. So I, I'm with you. I don't I don't love it. I think it'll probably be a close game. Uh, you know, you know where I really want to be on that line or in that game, on the over. Because we know that LSU can only score, and they're really good at scoring. We just saw Texas Tech give up 87 points to a West Virginia team. That's probably not as good offensively as LSU. Yeah, so I I like the over in that spot. All right, uh, Kansas, Tennessee. Big one for both teams. I mean, both teams. Kansas barely beats TCU after losing three straight. Your Tennessee Vols have looked, honestly, Rob, I'm not even sure they've looked like a tournament team over the last few weeks. Yeah, they've been really bad. It's 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 a right? mess. I mean, it's a mess. You know, again, losing the only thing you could say is okay, you lose on the road to 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 Florida. They get blown out in that game. I mean, absolutely crushed. And then followed up losing at home to Missouri. That's that that's not good. And then you you have to gut it out at home against Mississippi State. Like honestly, are are they gonna win this game against Kansas? Do you have any faith in your your Tennessee Vols anymore? Any faith. No, I would probably bet on Kansas in the spot. But like you've given up. Yeah, they just they they they're a complete mess offensively. But I'll tell you what I like more than either side in this game, and that's that's the under. Because we know, like, look, the one thing Tennessee right. can still do yeah. is guard, right? Yep. But they can't they can't fucking score. It's <laughs> thirty and a half. Yeah. So I like I like the under in this spot. I mean, I like it. I don't know if I love it at one thirty. Um, but yeah, maybe, I mean, listen, this could be easily like a 65, 61 game. And yeah, it I, can, I can, I can also see this not getting out of the fifties like that. I gross. Like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. No, listen, it, again, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me at all. Uh, Virginia, Virginia tech. Are we talking about that one? Yes. Uh, I mean, I think I have to be on Virginia in this spot. Virginia Tech lost two guys. Like they had they kicked the one dude off the team. They have someone else that's uh, not playing today. I can't remember who it is. Yeah, not um, a key player. But but yes, I, I'm. You know, I'm with you. I think Virginia Tech again kind of did it with smoke and mirrors early. They're not that good, but they lose a, a key player to to suspension. Um, Mike Young needed all his pieces, 
for this team to be any good. And uh, and when you lose a, a you know a guy who's a double digit scorer, um, you know again against Virginia who's playing well. I mean they're playing well. I give them a lot of shit, um, and their fans give me a lot of shit for where I have them ranked. I think I got them at fourteen right now um, because they still haven't beaten. Like this will be their best win. This will be their best win of the season, Rob. If they beat Virginia mm-hmm. Tech on the road, mm-hmm. you know. But they, yeah, they. You don't like the under on this one, one twenty-three and a half. No, um, I because I mean we've seen Virginia pop off for eighty. Like I, honestly, I think yeah. I like I like okay. I like the over here. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I don't know if I touch it either way. But you're probably right. If anything, I, I like I like the over. It's yeah. if it's one twenty. Is that really what it is? It's one twenty-three and a half. Is what I started. At. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, like I like the over there. Um, all right, last one. Oh no, two more. Villanova at Seton Hall and Arkansas at Oklahoma State. Uh, Cade Cunningham, um, he's gonna play. He's gonna like yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Um, yeah, I, he's someone, someone had told me that uh, in confidence last night, so I wanted. I didn't. Is it that's public now? Okay, good. I don't know if it's public, but he's playing. He's playing. All right, so um, um, yeah, I like Oklahoma State there. I do too. I mean, I do too. It's it's you know. Um, Kate's been able to practice at least. He's not going to be completely out of shape. Arkansas has just been kind of a mystery, and they've had had opportunities. I'm not even sure they're a mystery anymore, right? You you gave me that look, and you're right. Like they haven't done anything. Like I, whatever. Like they're just they're they're okay. Um, and I I actually think that like Oklahoma State is good. I'm kind of buying the idea of like Mike Boynton figuring out a way to get these guys to play well. They play hard. They, they'll, they'll get in that matchup zone. Um, I think that they're always going to be the toughest team on the floor. Like, and and that I think that's part of the what you have to do to be able to beat this Arkansas group. So I like Oklahoma State here. What about Villanova at Seton Hall? Last one we'll talk about. Um, I think Seton Hall is going to cover. It's five. Villanova by five. I still feel like Villanova is not quite all the way back from their twenty-seven day break. And uh, and Seton Hall, the way they pissed that one away uh, last week was 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 brutal. I, I think they they know they need this one. I'm not sure if they win, but I probably take the money line on this one. Yeah, I would I would take the points just because five is it's a little bit more than than what I would want for the money line. But um, I think Seton Hall is the right side. Uh, the last five games, and I should probably double check the math on this, but I'm pretty sure the last five games that Seton Hall and Villanova have played have been. Uh, decided by a total of 16 points. I'm going to do the math on that real quick. So you talk. Yeah, no, I, I mean, again, I, I think uh, Kevin Willard knows their team needs this to be able to get their, their, their numbers are solid. They're not great. Uh, they had that one against Craig. I mean, think about it. They just played Villanova on the road. Now, again, it was Villanova coming off their pause. Um, and, and they lost by two, but they match up pretty well against Nova. Yeah. Okay, so here it is. Uh, 2019 in March, they beat Villanova at home. They By four, they lost to Villanova by two in the finals of the Big East tournament that season. Um, last year, they beat Villanova by six at Villanova, and then they lost to Villanova by two at home. And then obviously earlier this year, uh, they lost to Villanova by two yeah. Yeah. on the road. So every game they play is a close game. So I, I would, I'll take the points in this one. Uh, we can't finish this without talking about the uh, Gonzaga game tonight at Pepperdine. One of their tougher tests left, and they're they're favored by twenty one and a half points. Rob, how about that? Um, I can Pepperdine cover at least. 
I think what I would do is take Pepperdine first half, Gonzaga full game, just because like the, the big thing that you're running into is like you got a bunch of young guys that are having trouble getting up for game. Like how many slow starts are we going to see a lot. Gonzaga have? And, you know, we, we were talking – I was talking with Dicko about this. Uh, Dan Dicko used to play for Gonzaga, hosts the Gonzaga pod for us, covers a lot of Gonzaga games. Um, and he was saying it's just like empty arenas on the road and games for these guys like know that they're going to win and know that they're at a complete t- talent advantage. It's, it's hard to get up for that. When the team that you're playing, it's their Super Bowl this season. So yeah, I, listen, I to me again, I'm looking, I'm trying to find what the money line is on that for the hell of it. I just want to see what it is. You got it? No, but Gonzaga's not it's irrelevant. Gonzaga's not losing at Pepperdine. They might. Don't I'll, say I will bet every single dime that I have against on that against you. They don't even have a money line here. Yeah, Gonzaga's not losing. I'm going to take the 21 and a half. Screw you, Rob Doster. I'm taking the 21 and a half. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that. I, th- I think that that, I think that Pepperdine can keep it close. I, I, I like the first half line a little bit more than the the the, the full game line. Pepperdine's got an, a, a really really good point guard. They got two really good players. Yeah, but so the the logic for me, like in the first half line, is that um, I do think eventually Gonzaga's going to take a lead and kind of pull away a little bit. And once they do, and Pepperdine has to start going up and down with them, like that kind of plays into Gonzaga's hands. True. So you, like it, if you want to, if they're trying to keep it close in the first half, um, they're not going to like try to run away from them. It's like, okay, let's get into halftime and, you know, let's, let's keep it within 10. Yep. And so we have a chance in the second half. Whereas when you're, if you're down by 12 with eight minutes left, like you got to start doing something. So um, that's why I would just lean towards the first half line. But I, yeah, I don't think it's wrong being on the Providence side here. Um, all right. Well, I, I think we covered it. I mean, again, I, I've done my job. I have not uh, gone bananas uh, and done more than 10. So I, I, you want to run through what you got? I don't even know if I can. No, I've put every single pick that I am taking today, I've I've logged into BetSperts. Yeah, me too. Me too. Check, um, check BetSperts. That's the best way to actually find out what we've done. Yeah, it's it's because it's there's there's just I got I got eight or nine of them today, and like just rolling through that. And what did you like Quinnipiac? Was there a Quinnipiac? Yeah, Quinnipiac money line. Why? Because Canisius has not played since January second. Oh yeah, I do like that. I do like that. Yeah, I gotta find that. What time is that game? Uh, two o'clock. All right, all right. I'm, I'm putting that in now. Yep. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Hope everybody wins their bets today. Uh, and roll tide. And go Tigers. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.